0: Alladhi, لَهُ samawati wal ard. Alladhi, he is the one who, لَهُ samawati wal ard, to whom belongs the dominion of the heavens and the earth. Mulk. What is mulk? Sovereignty. He is the owner and the sovereign of the heavens and the earth. Wallahu ala kulli شَيْءٍ shaheed. And Allah over all things is a witness. He is fully aware of the oppression that these people inflicted on the believers in indeed those people who fatanul mu'minin those who persecute the believing men wal and the believing women because then it's not just the men who are targeted even women are targeted women with children are targeted young girls are targeted so those who persecute believing men and believing women, fatanu, from fitna. What does fitna mean? A trial. But it's also used for punishment because what is common between both of them is pain and hardship. So those who persecute, torture, believing men and believing women, summa lam yatubu, and then they do not repent. Meaning these criminals don't repent from the torture they inflicted on the believers. They continue like that. فَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ جَهَنَّمُ Allah says, so for them is the punishment of hell. And for them is the punishment of burning. حَرِيق To burn. They will be burnt just as they burnt others. They will be punished just as they punished others. They will be tortured just as they tortured others. But their punishment will be far worse. Why? Because hell is much more fierce and much more terrible compared to the fire of this world. So what do we learn here? That those who inflict harm upon Allah's servants, Allah will personally take revenge. فَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ جَهَنَّمُ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ الْحَرِيقُ The day of judgment is coming. This ayah also shows to us that what a person inflicts on others is what he will receive in the hereafter. Because what happens is that sometimes in this world with the power, the position, the authority that we have, we can continue to abuse and oppress. Children, what are they going to say? Someone in the family who's immigrated from a different country who doesn't speak English, what is she going to say? Just keep her as a servant in the house. Those who inflict harm upon others will receive the same harm. Because Allah is very fair. Because look at this, they burned others, عَذَابُ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ Hariq. If you think about it, جَهَنَّمْ wasn't that sufficient? الحريق, why is burning mentioned? Because this is what they did to the believers. Another thing we see over here is that hurting people in general is really bad. It's not acceptable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept it oppression is something that Allah has forbidden but specifically oppression against those who believe in Allah mu'minina wal mu'minat, putting the believing men and women in fitna in hardship, in pain, in hurt this is a major sin because what is promised for it? punishment in hell so we should also be very careful that no Muslim should be hurt because of us. But what happens? How casually we hit somebody's car in a masjid masjid parking lot. Hit it, and move on. Doesn't matter. You just put someone in hardship. How easily we take shoes. I don't know how people can wear other people's shoes. I mean, that's just horrible. Everybody's got their own unique germs, you know. And you're wearing their shoes? Seriously? Feet? What if they had a foot infection? No, seriously. Harming the believers in any way is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not tolerate. Making fun of them. Hurting their feelings. Another thing we see over here is the amazing thing we see over here is yatubu that even such criminals who have committed such great oppression and violence, if they repent later, for them is forgiveness. and if they don't repent, then there is serious punishment for them. How merciful is our Lord. How forgiving is our Lord? إِنَّ الَّذِينَ Indeed those people who believe وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they have done righteous deeds لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ For them are gardens. What kind of gardens? You see plural is mentioned. Because many gardens, several gardens. What kind of gardens? تَجْرِي مِن al الْأَنْهَارِ Beneath which rivers flow. That is the great attainment. What does this mean then? That if in this world a person loses their life even, whatever they lose, their job, their money, their health, their family, their safety, whatever they lose, then they have lost nothing if they get Jannah. Because the one who gets Jannah, then he has incurred no loss. He has suffered no loss. Because getting into Jannah means Al-Fawzul Kabir, the greatest attainment, the great attainment. Because in Jannah, a person will have whatsoever he wishes, whatsoever he desires. Every single comfort and pleasure and ease is in Jannah. What is the worth of this world? What are the different examples we are given? What is the value of this world? Not even as much as the wing of a mosquito. Isn't it? Wing of a mosquito. Think about it. If a mosquito's wing, let's say, you had a mosquito as a pet. Let's say. It's ridiculous to even think about it, right? But if the wing of that mosquito breaks, would you cry about it? What if you lost that mosquito? Would you cry about it? It's funny. But... When we cry over worldly loss, what are we doing? What is the worth of this dunya? All of this dunya. What is it? Once the Prophet wasallam was walking, and there was some garbage dumped somewhere, and there was a dead baby goat. And that baby goat, it even had like deformities in its ear, head. It was deformed. And now it was dead. So the Prophet ﷺ stopped and he asked his companions, who would buy this for such and such amount of money? And the sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, it's dead. Nobody would buy it. Even if it was alive, we wouldn't buy it because it's deformed. This, he said, is the worth of this world. This is the worth of this world. It's like a deformed, dead baby goat. You'd get nothing out of it. So a person who makes it to Jannah because of his Iman, no matter how hard it was for him to hold on to his Iman, but they held on. And in the process, if they lost everything, even their loved ones, their money, their body, their beauty, whatever, whatever they lose in the process, it's okay. It's okay, because the one who enters Jannah, then he has incurred no loss. What is real success? It is to leave this world with Iman and amal salih. That is success. Because if a person leaves this world with Iman and with righteous deeds, then only he can enter Jannah. But what do we think is success? Collecting this world, living in safety. Isn't it? Not that security is not important. It is very important. But it should not be preferred over iman. In <inaudible> بَطْشَ Indeed the vengeance of your Lord is severe. Batsh, <inaudible> Attacking power. Assault. When Allah punishes a people, when He takes revenge from them, then that revenge... Is very severe. In Surah Hud, Ayah 102, Allah says, akhdhahu alimun shadid." Indeed, his akhd, when He seizes a people and punishes them, then that is very painful and very severe. So His butch, His vengeance, is very severe against who? Against those who do not repent, against those who commit such horrible crimes, against Allah's righteous servants he gives them time to repent but when they don't then his grasp is very severe innahu indeed he huwa he alone yubdi'u he originates the creation wa yu'idu and he repeats also yubdi'u ibda' to initiate something and yu'idu i'ada to repeat it meaning allah created man and when man will die allah will recreate him on the day of judgment in Surah Al-Ankabut, Ayah 19, Allah says, Awalam يَرَوْا كَيْفَ يُبْدِئُوا اللَّهُ الْخَلْقَ ثُمَّ يُعِيدُهُ إِنَّ ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرُ It is easy for Allah. What does this mean? That these criminals cannot run away. Even if they die, even if they die, He will bring them back alive and give them their retribution. إِنَّ بَطْشَ رَبِّكَ لَشَدِيدُ No one can escape. So those who continue to persecute the believers and do not repent from their persecution and they live in ease and comfort all their life and then they die in that state, well, they didn't get away. Because Allah will bring them alive. Because He yu'idu, and He will give them what they deserve. wadud And He is the forgiving one, the affectionate, loving one. See, these names of Allah, we think, oh, just any names of Allah are mentioned. These names of Allah are mentioned over here in this surah, in this context. Why? What's the connection? There's so many different ways that we could look at this. Firstly, let's look at the meaning of Rafur. Who is Rafur? One who conceals sins. Conceals them. You know, if you've made a mistake like, maybe when you were five years old, And you as a 25-year-old, your parents remind you of that mistake, you're like, get over it, please. You know, I'd like to forget about it. Yes, I did something silly, but let me move on. Don't keep reminding me. Even though your parents don't hold a grudge against you, isn't it? They would never punished you then, they're not going to harm you now. But the fact that they remind you, does it hurt? Allah, when He forgives... He conceals. Conceals the sin. It's as if you never did it. It's not there in your record. Khalas. Gone. Al Ghafur. Al Wadood. Very loving. Wood. You see, one is Mahabbah. Mahabba is love. Wood is also love. You see the word wadood is actually used for a mare, a female horse that puts forth all her power of running. A female horse that is exerting all of her power in running. So wood is very active love. Very active. Some people they will tell you, yeah, I love you. But I'm sorry, I can't help you here. I love you, but I can't do this for you. Wadood. He doesn't just love; he shows his love, and because of his love, he not only protects his servants, but he defends them and he takes revenge for their sake. Those who hurt his believers, those who persecute his his believers, he has prepared hell for them. Al-Wadud. He's very loving. Why are these names mentioned over here? Firstly, we see in the previous verses, what is mentioned? The fact that those who commit such crimes, if they don't repent, then for them is severe punishment of burning, of hell. Which means that if they do repent, then they will find Allah forgiving. They will find Allah forgiving. The Prophet ﷺ said, this is a hadith in Muslim That Allah smiles at two people. One of whom kills the other. But both of them enter paradise. You understand what's happening? Allah smiles at two people. Which two people? One man killed the other. Meaning he committed a major sin. He persecuted the believer. He he committed such oppression against the believer. But what happened at the end? Both of them entered Jannah. The killer and the one who was killed. How? Why? Because the one who killed, what did he do? He repented. He repented. You see, there are so many companions of the Prophet wasallam who had a long history of not just denying, but even opposing the Muslims. Look at Khalid ibn al-Walid. Khalid radiyallahu anhu. What was his role in the battle of Uhud? If you think about it, the 70 sahaba who were killed in the battle of Uhud, whose fault was it basically? The commander. Who was the commander? It was Khalid ibn walid radiyallahu anhu. Ikrimah radiyallahu anhu. Who was he? The son of Abu Jahl. And all of these battles he played a major role abu sufyan radiyallahu anhu who was he before a great opponent and these people didn't just oppose verbally they participated in battles they came looking for the prophet sallallahu and abu bakr and umar and uthman all of these major companions looking for them where are they we want to kill them first but did they were they able to? No they weren't. And what happened later? They repented. Allah is forgiving. hu al And he is Al Wadood, the loving one. Because you see, when a person is suffering persecution at the hands of others, he's he's being oppressed. Then you begin to wonder Does Allah love me? What crime did I commit? What sin did I commit? That Allah doesn't love me anymore. And so He's not protecting me anymore. And so these people are hurting me. They're harassing me. Allah is Al-Wadood. No matter what difficulty you're going through, no matter what trial you're going through in your life, never forget these two names of Allah. He is al Ghafur. So if... What you're going through is a result of your own crimes. Remember that Allah is Al-Ghafur. You can always turn back to Him and seek His forgiveness. And He will forgive you in a way that your sins will be concealed. And if you're feeling lonely, unloved, isolated, remember that there's someone who loves you. He's Al Wadood. Why would He love a servant? Because of the servant's Iman. Because of a servant's righteous deeds. Who does Allah love? In Allah, يحب wa و al المتطهرين. He loves those who repent to Him. Who does Allah love? Those who strive in His way. In Allah, يحب الذين يقاتلون في سبيله صفا كأنهم بنيان مرصوص. Who does Allah love? Those who do ihsan, those who do sabr. He is al-wadood. And he shows his love. How? By helping the servant, by defending him, and by declaring his love also. The Prophet ﷺ said that when Allah loves a servant, he calls Jibreel. And he tells him that I love the servant of mine, so you should also love him. So Jibreel loves him and mentions him amongst the carriers of the throne. And they also love that servant. And then the dwellers of the seventh sky hear of Him. So they also love Him. Then the dwellers of the next and the next until He is known in the sky of the world and loved there. And love for Him descends in the earth also. So the people of the earth begin to love Him also. al Wadud. When you obey Him in ease and difficulty. When you obey Him such that you control your nafs and you prefer him, and Allah will love you. And he will spread his love for you. You love him sincerely. You love him sincerely. Show him that he is most important to you, more than anybody, even yourself. Then what can you expect from Allah? illa al إلا If you show sincere love to Allah, will Allah not love you? He is al-Wadud. In kuntum tuhibun Allah, فَتَبِيعُونِ follow the Messenger. What will happen? يحبكم الله. Allah will love you. There are people whom Allah loves, and they love Allah. Allahumma j'alna minhum. وهو الغفور الوادود ذو العرش المجيد. He is ذو Arsh, owner of the throne, and he is al-Majid. He is the honorable one, meaning he is the honorable owner of the throne, al Majid from Majd, nobility, grandeur. So Majid, one who is very grand. Dhul-Arsh al Majid, he is al Majid, and the arsh is also described as Majid at another place. Why is the arsh of Allah mentioned here? Why? What is the arsh of Allah? It's the roof of the entire creation. Beneath it is the world of the creation. And above it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ala al Dawah. The arsh is Allah's largest creation. And it is said that it was even created before the pen. It was even created before the pen. Four things Allah created with His hand. Four things Allah made how? With His hand. What are they? The arsh, the qalam, the pen, jannatu adn, and Adam. Wallah, this is, angels are also Allah's creation, aren't they? They're created from light. Allah created Adam with His hand. He's al-wadood. He's loving. Allah's arsh how big is it That just the kursi in front of it is like a ring in the desert and the seven heavens and the earth the entire creation compared to the kursi is like what a ring in a desert and this arsh where is it it is above jannatul firdaus remember there's 100 levels of paradise right and then there are the levels of the skies dhul arsh al majid and when Allah created the creation he wrote in a book which is with him above his throne what did he write in that inna rahmati ghalabat my mercy will overcome my anger there's a treasure of the throne also and from that treasure of the throne that is beneath the arsh what have we received the last two verses of suratul baqarah so if a person recites them in the night then these two verses will suffice him they will be enough for him for his protection arshil majid do you realize who your lord is who is shahid a witness over all of these crimes that are happening he is ذو العرش المجيد فَعَالُ لِمَا يُرِيد Faal, One who does You see Faal. Not Fa'il. فعل. فَعِل one who does But Faal Meaning one who does Whatever he wills Over and over No matter what it is How big How small Whatever it Fa'alul Lima لِمَا يُرِيدُ Effector of whatever he intends. Meaning, he can do anything that he wants. When he intends something, he carries it out without any difficulty. What happens to us? We intend, but are we able to execute our intentions? No. هَلْ أَتَاكَ حَدِيثُ الْجُنُودُ Has there come to you the story of the soldiers? Whip soldiers? Those who gathered against Allah's friends. Firauna, the soldiers of Fir'aun. Wathamud, and Thamud. Both of these nations, people of Fir'aun, people of Thamud. Who were they? They were very mighty, merciless, brutal. And what they did was horrible. Allah says, haven't you heard of them? Haven't you heard of the armies of Fir'aun? dhul awtad The armies of the people of Thamud, they were also a mighty nation. Where did they go? What happened to them? Fir'aun, thrown in the water with all his armies. Thamud also, completely destroyed. The Prophet ﷺ is comforted here. Because it's natural to fear the enemy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforts the Prophet ﷺ. The enemies before were far worse than these people of Makkah. What can these people do? They can do nothing. But those who deny are in persistent denial. They're in persistent denial. Allah dealt with Fir'aun and Samud and he can deal with the people of Makkah also if they continue to deny wallahu min wara'ihim muhit and allah min wara'ihim from behind them muhit one who encompasses you see ihata is to completely encircle something and if something is coming from behind you and then around you and then closes in front of you where's the escape because you didn't see it coming it was coming from behind you. You didn't see it coming. If it was coming from your front, then what would you do? You would turn around and run away. Allah has fully encompassed them. Rather, this is an honored Qur'an. Allah is al-majeed. His arsh is majeed. And His kalam is also majeed. So what is it that you should hold on to? Don't fear. Don't fear the persecution of these people and hold on to Allah, His kalam. Fi لَوْحٍ mahfuz. It is inscribed in a preserved tablet. Lohim mahfuz, Meaning the Qur'an is preserved over there. These people, they deny the book. Okay, but their denial cannot harm the book. It cannot. Because the book is preserved in لَوْحٍ mahfuz. The devils can't reach it. What can these people do with their denial? Let's listen to the recitation of the surah. Everybody stand up
1: please. الأصدود النار ذات الوقود إذ هم ذلك الفوز الكبير ان ابو بك ربك لشديد ان So
0: what is the main message of the surah? What is the main message? One thing. Exactly. That whatever happens in your life, remember that Allah is watching. This is something that should make us more conscious, so that we don't inflict any harm on others. And if we are the victims of somebody else's abuse, and there's no way of getting justice, and there's no way of getting complete justice in this world anyway, right? Then we should again remember that Allah is watching. He will take care of my affairs. Learn to rely upon Allah. Remember, you are weak. Allah Himself says that, وخلق insanu الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا You're weak. You're not enough for yourself. You can't protect yourself. You can't look after yourself. You can't. Even the Prophet ﷺ was told to declare that had I known the unseen, I would have, min مِنَ الْخَيْرِ I would have amassed a lot of good for myself. And no evil would have touched me. We are weak. We need Allah, so learn to rely upon Allah. Because when we forget Allah, that is when we become even more weak. We lose motivation and we lose courage, and then we're good for nothing. We can't do anything. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. la illaha illa Anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.